A few days ago, I was with my former pastor from Anago. His name is Father Matt Seminar, and he's got a pretty intense accent. He comes from Door County, and um, when, when we're together, his, his isms kind of always come back to me. And, and whenever he'd come and see me in my, and ask if I was in my room, he'd always be like, Father, are you in there? And then, and then and if he had a phone call, uh, he would call him, and, and he'd call and he'd say, Hey, how are you? And they'd say, Oh, good. And how are you? And his answer was always, Not too bad, not too bad, not too bad. And he had all these different isms, and I was able to go see him this past uh, Friday. And we were with Bishop and a few other priests praying together, and we were just kind of sharing graces of how did Easter go, and everyone in one way or another said, Divine mercy was awesome. Divine mercy was awesome. Divine mercy was awesome. And then Father Matt said, well, we had three hours of confession, which was great. But when he preached on divine mercy, he began with by saying, by raising of your hands, how many of you have seen this image of divine mercy? And he was shocked at how few people had ever seen the image of divine mercy. And I shared that with the deacon in Red Granite where I help out at before I come here. And when I told him that, his jaw just dropped. He was like, how could nobody have ever heard of the message of divine mercy? Well, I have an answer for you. (laughs) It's because we have a lot of bad shepherds. Jesus says in our gospel today, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. He will do anything to help them know the love of the Father Bad shepherds are ones who do things for money because they're hired. They have no concern. It's all about that bottom dollar. But good shepherds, when they see a wolf coming, they will do anything to kill that wolf, to scatter that wolf so they don't hurt the sheep. And if anybody here has never heard of the message of divine mercy or never seen the image of divine mercy on behalf of the Catholic Church, I just want to say I'm so sorry for you. If you've never been taught how to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, again, I just want to say I'm sorry because this message is exactly what our world needs and it makes it actually incredibly easy to share the gospel, to help go find those lost sheep because we know that people have fallen away. We know there are wolves out there that are just looking, oh, get involved in alcohol, get involved in this. And they pull people out of the flock, out of the church. And we also know that there are some sheep who say they're in the flock, but they actually lead people away down the wrong path. And what our job is to go get them. And so many of the sheep don't even know the shepherd's voice because of bad shepherds. I just want to quick review the image of divine mercy and look at the, I want you to be looking at the image so you understand what it means because this is such a powerful message. I just can't, there's just no way I can unpack it today, but we have to know it. We went over this on Divine Mercy Sunday, but again, the darkness is what Jesus wants to come into. So the apostles two weeks ago were just in the upper room in fear. The door's locked, right? And it's those places where you and I lock ourselves off saying, God, you can't come in this part of my life. Whether it be money or lust 
or school or relationship. You say, no, God, you can't come in there. And Jesus is like, good luck. So he walks through the upper, locks through the locked doors into the upper room, into your upper room and my upper room. And he doesn't, again, he doesn't say, oh my gosh, you are so gross. Your wool is overgrown. You've been so neglected. No, the first words that Jesus says are, peace be with you. I think you and I, I mean, me especially, I can definitely learn from that. I don't know why I don't do that more often, right? Why don't we go to people and say, peace be with you? And the message of divine mercy is a message of compassion because our world has been so harshly judged. And you and I participate in that. We leave the fold for a little bit. We go judge other people, right? And our world is in need of compassion deeply. Amen? So the message of divine mercy teaches us how to be more compassionate. It doesn't mean we're weak or we don't have a backbone, but it means we look at people with, first of all, saying, what darkness has Jesus walked into in my life? If we've been converted, right? And first thing he has is his hand is raised in the image, again, to bless you. That means he wants to unbind you. Wherever you are not free, he wants to break those bonds. He wants to break those chains. So the first thing, again, is to bless you. But we know that to get that blessing, we have to really meditate and look deeply at his life and his death, his passion, and his resurrection, right? And he points to his heart, which is exactly where he wants you and I to focus on, which is a heart just full of love. Out of his heart are coming, again, two streams. One is white and blue, which represents two sacraments, represents the sacrament of baptism, where you and I were adopted into the best family ever, ever, so we could know that we are children of the Father. And we could have that identity as sons or daughters of the Father. And when you and I scatter away, when you and I go to those dark places, he says, come back to confession. Let me wash you clean and get you back in a state of grace. So the white and the blue represent the two sacraments of baptism and confession. And then the red is a sign of his body, blood, soul, and divinity, the Eucharist. Because, again, a good shepherd lays down his life for his flock. So Jesus gives us literally his body and blood in the Eucharist. And this is his initiative, not yours. He walks forward. His left foot is coming forward because he wants to come into your darkness and he wants to teach you how to go into other people's darknesses, how to go into other people's lives where they've been away for a long time and as a sheep, their wool is gnatted and it's overgrown and they think that this world is all there is or they think that there's sins that are too big for Jesus to forgive or they think if they go to confession, there's no way he could forgive me or they even think that why do I even try? I'm hopeless. Things are never going to get better. Or he wants you to walk into the darkness of people who are lukewarm. People who just kind of, eh, I just hang out with Jesus on Sunday, maybe every once in a while, and then I go out there and I act like a lost sheep. And Jesus wants to break through that darkness. And again, the message of divine mercy first of all, says that you are loved. You are so stinking loved. 
And every time you look at that image, you gaze upon his eyes, and he doesn't look at you with disgust again. He doesn't look at you thinking, what a mess, what a darkness. No, he says, peace be with you. And the message of divine mercy reminds us that nothing, nothing, not one thing, no thing that you confess will make Jesus love you less. No thing. Also, it reminds us that there is not one sin that Jesus can't forgive. And some of the lost sheep, maybe you're even sitting here today and you're a little bit lost, wondering what's going on. Not one. Nothing you confess. There's not one sin outside of his mercy. Not one. Even the big ones, even the bad ones, he can forgive it. And then also the message reminds us that those who have the greatest sin, right, like the Osama bin Ladens of the world, those who have, you know, many kids with different women, those who live heretical lifestyles, they have first right to God's mercy. He's the one who wants to walk directly into that darkness, like, right away. Why? Because they need it the most. But this message isn't going to walk out of here unless you take it with you. This message is not going to walk out of here unless you take it with you. Jesus, when he came to St. Faustina and he gave her his di- he gave us the diary and he gave her this message of divine mercy, it was called to be painted, this image called to be painted and be mass distributed everywhere. So you and I could have an easier way of telling people about Jesus. Because a lot of people, you can talk to them all day, but sometimes you show them an image and you say, this is the God I love. This is the God that loves me. Oh yeah, and by the way, he loves you too. And he has a plan for you. And these little images of divine mercy, you know, the little ones, you can put it in your wallet and everywhere you go, you can put it in your pocket, everywhere you go, you have the gospel with you. You can put it behind your phone. And I always tell you to practice what you preach. I put it behind my phone. I put two back here, right? Get a clear case for your phone and put the images back there. And then wherever you go, just pray each week. And this is my challenge to you. Each week, pray, come Holy Spirit. Lead me to one lost sheep this week. Or lead them to me. Come Holy Spirit, lead me to one lost sheep this week. Or lead them to me. And just get this little image out and kind of explain what I just told you. You can do it in your own ways. But I just think this is the kerygma. This is the good news of the gospel that Jesus can walk through locked doors. He can come to any darkness and he doesn't want to slap you. He wants to bless you and say, peace be with you. This is like phenomenal because it's so easy. Like it doesn't have to be so hard. We don't have to be like the people on campus yelling and condemning people, right? We can just gently say, Holy Spirit, could you lead me to one lost sheep this week? And I guarantee you, you'll find one. But then you need the courage just to pull that image out and to say, hey, do you mind if I tell you about this message? Because it's most likely because of bad shepherding, they've never heard it. And you and I are called to take up this devotion and spread it everywhere. John Paul II, again, St. Pope John Paul II, he said, this is the only way to peace only way to peace. And all of us in here want more peace. Amen? And you know people. You know people that are, that are lost, and you have to pray for the grace to know when the right time is and discern that. But first of all, we have to pray for them. 
And that's where the Divine Mercy Chaplet comes in. And again, I've just met so many people who just have never heard of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Or they know the words, like the Our Father or the Hail Mary when they pray the Rosary, but they're not praying it, they're just saying it. There's no love, there's no Holy Spirit, as we heard in our first reading from St. Peter. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he went, right? Then he spoke. So when we pray the Divine Mercy Chapel, which I want to do today, um, if you have a rosary, I want you to get it out, and I just want you to show you, just, we'll pray one decade, right? And if you don't carry a rosary on you, please do. This is a weapon. It's good against evil. And you have a rosary to pray the rosary. And then you got like spiritual nunchucks. Now you can like pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, right? So we can really fight the good fight and make sure that we are praying the prayers. So typically at 3 p.m. or sometime during the day, you're called to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Again, not say it, but pray it. So when we pray the Divine Mercy Chapel, and there's pamphlets galore everywhere. I know there's a bunch back here. You can come grab some after Mass. Um, typically where we pray the Our Father is where we pray this prayer. And I just want to explain it to you because I, I keep encountering people who don't know what this means. So the first prayer that we pray when we start meditating is we pray this prayer. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity. What does that mean, right? Pump the brakes. We're praying to the Father that sent his Son. And we're offering the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. So what we're doing is we're actually the Mass. That's the Mass. Offering the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our, our, your dearly beloved Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins. Everybody here is a sinner, right? Raise your hand if you're a sinner. Okay, sweet. We're, we're on the right track. And the, and the whole world, right? So when we pray that prayer, that's the Mass. But what is atonement? I think it's like really important that we get that right so we understand the words we say. So in case if you're with somebody and you want to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet with them and they say, what, what do all those words mean? And you say, oh, I don't know. Well, we don't want that, right? We need good shepherds. We need good shepherding. We need to be good sheep. Atonement is, is when you are in front of Jesus. When you're in front of Jesus at the end of your life, or if you died, for example, you're powerless before God. You have no defense at that point. So if you are found guilty because of certain sins that you never confessed, we know that Scripture says in Genesis that you die from sin. The devil says, certainly you will not die, right? No, in Romans we hear the wages of sin is death, right? Eternal damnation, eternal separation from God, which, who is love, that is called hell. So the judge, who is Jesus, he finds you guilty. And he says, your sentence is eternal damnation, eternal separation from me, who is the bridge to the Father. But what he does, he says, stop. Before you go anywhere, I just want to say peace be with you. He takes off his robes, he places them in your arms, and he pays the penalty for all those times that you've sinned. We place it all on him because the question is, how do I get right with God? I repent, I place it all on him, and he pays it for you. He lays it down freely. That's atonement. And we're doing that also for all those people 
who reject him, all those people who are addicted, all those people who are depressed, all those people who have cancer, all those people who are suffering, we say, Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. So in essence, what we're doing is we're extending the mercy of the Mass. If you and I knew what the Mass was, we'd never want it to end. And then we pray the beads. And we use our senses. As Catholics, we need to use our senses. This is the, the scriptures, the Bible on beads, right? And we use our senses. We're imagining, we're placing ourselves at the foot of the cross with Mother Mary. And we see Jesus Christ crucified, and we see this image, and we pray for the water and blood from the pure side of Jesus, from his heart, to wash over all those that you and I need to forgive. To wash over all those you and I know who are suffering who have it really bad right now. To wash over all those who are sick, all of the lost sheep. And we pray those words for the sake, which means like for the meaning, the deep meaning, like for Christ's sake, right? For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. His passion is so sorrowful, it should draw us to tears at times. You know, I wonder why the apostles often said, he's a ghost, right? We heard that almost like the past two weeks. He's a ghost. He ate food in front of them. He showed them his wounds. Why would they say that? I've just been kind of, kind of struggling and rumbling with that. But I, I always go back to the, to the scene in the Passion when Jesus was scourged. And I think it was worse than that. For those of you who have seen it, I think it was worse. I think the hooks grabbed into his face. Maybe even ripped his ear off or something, or ripped part of a cartilage of his nose off. I think he was so just repulsive to look at, they were like, no way could he rise. And again, he did it out of love for you, because a good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. And if you were the only sheep in the world, he would have done it for you. And when you struggle with that, and you look at that love, there's nothing more convicting than that love. And we get to enter into that love when we pray for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And it's such a beautiful prayer. And it's better to pray it than just to say it. So we know that he's not a ghost. So we can introduce Jesus to those who think he is a ghost, to those lost sheep who just act like he's a ghost. He doesn't matter. No, 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 no. He says, peace be with you in the darkness. I make it easy for you. I give you an image, I give you a chaplet, and you can pray for all of those lost sheep before you introduce me to them. So what I'd like you to do for just a moment is just to close your eyes and take some deep breaths. And I want you to think about, and call to mind and place them at the foot of the cross next to Mother Mary, under the pure side of Jesus. I want you to think about all of those people that get in the way of your relationship with Jesus. All of those who are sick. All of those who you know have fallen away. All of those who you know could use this message. And maybe it's even yourself. And just to pray for the blood and water of Jesus to wash over them. And to join me in praying just one decade of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And if you open your eyes, you can close again, or you can just look at the image, whichever is best for you. And we enter into prayer.
as we call upon and invoke the blood and water of Jesus to wash over us, to wash over all those lost sheep, those who are sick and suffering. As we pray, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. So this is your first time praying this. Maybe just kind of listen to people around you. And this is a call and response prayer. We love communal prayer in the Catholic Church. We love inviting call and response. So the first, I'll pray the first half, and you can all pray the second half as you invoke the blood and water of Jesus over those who you are calling to mind. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. 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 And for the next four decades, you repeat that. And if you want to make it even more personal, if you don't have a friend to pray with, you can even pray, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on Joe and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on Sarah and on the whole world, right? You can make it very personal for grandma, for grandpa who is sick, right? You can do that. And the Lord, again, he makes it so easy for us. And again, you don't have to put too much pressure on yourself. It's him that initiates this. And he wants to teach us how to lay down our lives for others instead of living just for ourselves. And this is our, our call to go spread this message. You can, again, you can put an image in your wallet. You can put an image behind your phone. Always keep, keep one on you. Keep a rosary in your pocket. And if you don't know how to pray it, if you're, if you're prideful like me, when I was first learning how to pray, I was so prideful I didn't want to ask for help. I encourage you, don't be afraid to go to someone and say, hey, do you want to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet? Let's pray for all these people on campus. Let's pray for these people at work. Let's pray for all the lost sheep. Let's pray for the sick and suffering. Let's pray for those who are addicted to sin, right? I was so prideful I had to find an app. And God knows we have tons of apps out there. You can go on YouTube. There's tons of resources for us. The Lord is making it so easy for us because he loves us and he just wants to say, don't get anxious. Just remember, peace be with you. And on the bottom of the image, it's the words, Jesus, I trust in you. Because this, this, this is the message. This is the gospel. This is the kerygma. It's so simple. And all we have to do is carry it with us. Because again, this message is not going to walk out of here on its own. That's your message and my message to carry with others. And I don't know about you, but I'm a visual person. I'm so grateful for this image that we can spread it around and help other people know it. So your challenge this week is to pray to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please send me or lead to me one lost sheep. And give me the grace to, to show them this message. <laughs> or at least to love them at the foot of the cross and eventually show them this message. It's a very simple prayer. 
And you can, before you even pray that, you can always pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet and you will see the world change. The reason why the world isn't changing is because you and I are not spreading the gospel message. We've lost our zeal for souls. And when you and I remain under the pure sight of Jesus and we just get flooded with the blood and water, our zeal increases. So our goal is to make sure we always remain under his pure side. So people don't think he's a ghost. And we extend the mercy of the Mass. So it's not, I pick up prayer and I leave. It's like my life is prayer. And it's much easier to do when you have people walking with you, like the Blessed Mother, when you have friends, when you have community, when you have Bible studies, when you have discipleship groups. Much easier. Or even if you go out bare-handing on campus, I know some of you do that. Maybe say, hey, are you staying here? Could you pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet for us while we do that? It works really well. Very simple. And because God loves you, he makes it simple. He doesn't make it complicated. And you don't have to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. All the Lord asks is that you try. So we don't have any more people saying, I have never seen that image before. I have never heard of the Divine Mercy Chapel before. We can't deal with that anymore. It's not going to work. So you have a mission in this next few weeks. And I get it. I know it's finals weeks coming up. I know you have projects coming up. But that took like a minute and a half to pray one decade. And you can definitely, you can carry a cell phone on you. You can definitely carry a little small image of divine mercy because we have plenty of them at the Newman Center. There's plenty of them here. We pray for all the bad shepherds too. All those who do not lay their lives down for the sheep. And we pray for the grace instead of judging one another. We pray for the grace to say peace be with you. We take a moment just to rest and gaze at this image and just to remain under the foot of the cross with Mother Mary. Because what are her last words? Her last words are, do whatever he tells you. And what does he say from the cross? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I thirst. Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. And we get to behold him, the Lamb of God, at every Mass. We are so blessed to have this message. And we are grateful that our God makes it easy for us instead of making it complicated. Amen.